seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan. Stack. Last joined with my guys. We got AK, Mr. Aaron K. Swerving Irving Washington. What's up, fellas? Happy Wednesday. What's going on? What's good? Hey, Jordan Swerve. Glad to be here with you boys, man. Yes, sir. Big 10 preview on deck. This is our seventh installment of the college football previews. We got the SEC and Pac-12 left, uh, but this week we got the Big Ten, which I think is a pretty lopsided conference, <clears throat> if I do say. Um, with that being said, make sure to go to our YouTube, subscribe, youtube.com slash at Taproom Sports Podcast. Subscribe to the show, get notified when we go live, twitch.tv slash Sports. Follow AK on the X or Twitter at AK Sports 90. Follow myself at Jordan Rules TSP and follow Irv at Swervin Irvin TSP. Happy to be here. Excited. We're getting close to football, man. We are right around the corner, boys. <clears throat> right there. Hey, Jordan. Just as a little follow-up from uh, the ACC preview, uh, I kind of ended the show with my best bet, which was Boston College, and but I said that was the – you know, the one bet that I'd given out on this preview show that I actually hadn't bet actually did get that down uh, a lot of places uh, this past week. Salt numbers anywhere between minus 115. I think I got minus 115, minus 118, and minus 120 at uh, over five and a half for a pretty good amount. So um, shop around. Uh, I saw some, some you know, numbers like as high as like minus 135 on the five and a half, minus 140 on the five and a half. So, Shop around, uh, but yeah, I did fire that. So excited for the Eagle season this year. Yes, sir. I uh, I also actually bet that one. I I bet uh, over five and a half as well. So <clears throat> I got that one in the account as well. So right there with you, AK. We were right there with each other on that one. Lockstep. Irv does not like it. <laughs> He's not with us on that. But uh, excited for you know. This. He seemed like he was coming around in the group chat. You know, it seemed like he was getting sold a little bit on it. Shoot, maybe. I'm more sold on Boston College than I am Nebraska. <laughs> That's a good segue, actually. <clears throat> I mean, we'll, we're going to get to Nebraska. If you're new to the show, <laughs> uh, we go from the bottom to the top. Um, unfortunately, Big Ten is the like last remaining conference. Well, SEC still has uh, <clears throat> SEC still has conferences too, but. Basically, the Big Ten SEC are the last two conferences that actually have divisions. Um, Well, the Pac-12 does too, but the Pac-12 doesn't even really use the divisions. Anyways, Big Ten has divisions. So we're going west to east, bottom to top. Uh, We're going to get going. We got an interesting school to start with. A lot going on in the offseason. Um, it's it's even tough to find numbers. I, I pulled these from FanDuel. FanDuel has Northwestern Wildcats uh, win total at two and a half, and to win the conference plus forty two thousand. 
They returned four starters on offense, eight on defense, but I don't even know how accurate that is because I think guys are going to opt into the portal. So I think it's only five now, Jordan. Only five? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, David Braun is the interim head coach. They did hire Skip Holtz as like a uh, consultant to the team on like a temporary job. Uh, but, I mean, I just I think Northwestern is just like it, you can't play it. There's just too much going on. I wouldn't even – I would just stay away. Do you, do you agree? That's kind of my sentiment, man. Uh, you kind of nailed it there. Pat Fitzgerald out, all these hazing allegations and, and this, that, the other. We won't get into that on this show. But uh, even before that, man, 4-20 and 20 over his last two years in the uh, Big Ten after being in the Big Ten championship game in 2020. So it's tough to – Tough to back that, even if you can't find a number. But at the same time, I mean, he he was Northwestern's best coach ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's like, and and they're in such a predicament too. Like I don't even know who would want to coach that program. Like, you can't. Really and you don't know what's to come, right? Yeah. It's just uh, like it's yeah, the all unknown. their players can transfer and be immediately eligible. So yep, it's just tough. We're all upperclassmen. <clears throat> all right, so let's move on to uh, a team that we actually. Know what's going on? That's the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, their win total actually has jumped up to five and a half. I I know a lot of sharps uh, that I follow that I respect have been on Purdue. <clears throat> Purdue's over. They bring in a new head coach in Ryan Walters, new offensive coordinator in Graham Harrell, new defensive coordinator in Kevin uh, Kane. Their win total is at five and a half right now to win the conference plus ninety five hundred. They're returning six starters on offense, five on defense. What do you guys think about? Uh, Purdue Boilermakers. Well, and, and Herb, you can take over after this, but my opinion on Purdue is everyone's been saying, uh, you know, how bad Purdue's going to be this year. But as you said, Jordan, we've seen a lot of sharp action move that number up to five and a half. You know, <clears throat> Hudson Card, I mean, you know, I know everybody's expecting the fall off from Aiden O'Connell, which, you know, he was great there. And um, I mean, we're talking about a team that was in what the Big Ten championship last year, right? Yep. And so H- Hudson Card never really got a shot in Texas. Uh, and he, if you think back, man, he was one of the higher recruited quarterbacks we've seen in a while. Uh, you know, when 20, I think the COVID years when he came out. But, anyways, I'm excited to see him in Graham Harrell's offense. I've always liked Graham Harrell, even dating back to when he was a quarterback uh, at Texas Tech. So uh, excited to see him. And I, I don't think this is just a layover team, like a laydown team. You know, um, I know a lot of people when we were, even when we were going over the ACC preview, you know, talking about, I think it's the Syracuse game. What is that, week three? And yep. everybody's like, oh, Syracuse, that's a gimme. That's a gimme. No, it's not, man. Purdue's not going to lay down for anybody. So uh, I can see why this number got bet up some. And, and Purdue gets them at home, too. Um, yep. I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of unknown around Purdue, but I, I mean, at three and a half or whatever, I think it was three and a half or four was a win total. Like, yeah, I, I think that's too low to bet. Because, I mean, you look at their schedule, a lot of their tough games they get at home. Wisconsin at home, Illinois at home, Ohio State at home. And I'm not saying they're going to beat Ohio State at home. I'm just saying they get them at home, which is a lot better than having to go to Ohio State. Uh, They get Minnesota at home, and then they get Indiana at home. And then they go to at Northwestern. So, I mean, there's definitely five or six games here that, that they could win. Now, at five and a half, it's not a play for me. I think that number is kind of correct, but uh, yeah, man, I, I I think the market was a little too low to begin with on on Purdue. 
But now I think it's about yeah, right. I agree, man. You could have gotten four, four and a half. I would have said, you know, I I wouldn't hate that at all. Yep. <clears throat> what do you think about Purdue, Irv? Well, looking at the schedule, I see five wins, maybe six. Yeah, I think there's still some fives out there too, Jordan. Only a few. If you, if you look, Indiana, who has Memphis a five stone? Yeah, at Nebraska. Caesars. Damn, they at Iowa, at Nebraska, at Michigan. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get out of Wisconsin. They're breaking in a new QB as well. Illinois, they could beat Virginia Tech. Honestly, I would lean the over because with Graham Harrell, you know he could put up points. He's got to find a consistent run game, and he has to do that in the Big Ten because you're not just going to spread people out and pass all day in the Big Ten. So, And you know with Ryan Walters, you're going to get a good defense. And I know they're not returning a bunch of defensive starters, but – he, uh, you know, he definitely can, he definitely can uh, turn a defense around. What he did at Illinois was nothing short of spectacular, to be honest. Yeah, I, I actually the best like, defense in the I Big Ten last year. Yep. Yeah, I would definitely lean over. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to uh, to our next team, Nebraska Cornhuskers. The win total here is at six and a half. Juice to the uh, juice to the under, actually. Um, the win, uh, win total six and a half. Uh, new head coach Matt Rule, new offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield, who comes over from South Carolina, did a wonderful job at South Carolina too. Defensive coordinator Tony White. They're returning seven starters on offense, eight on defense. Uh, what do you guys think about about Nebraska here? Go ahead, <laughs> I was waiting for you to bat lead off on this one because I know you may have an opinion. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna let Irv take over on this one, but uh, I. I, I will say, as an other thought, I like Jeff Sims. Um, you know, as a trigger man, I think he he makes plays. Um, something that's going to go under the radar, and I just know this because I'm a Virginia guy, Billy Kemp uh, getting somebody in the slot that can, uh, you know, move the chains, get some first downs. When you need that third and six, you know, he's going to go over the middle and catch the ball and be tough and uh, actually pretty pretty shifty when you get him in space too. So, um and I know they got uh, Eric Gilbert from Georgia, another receiver. So they got some options there for Jeff Sims. And uh, Irv, I'd love to hear what you got to say about Nebraska. The um, the Cornhuskers will be shucking a lot of corn this year. Now I do expect <laughs> them to be. I do expect them to be approved. I don't see them going three and nine again, just based off the coaching and the uh, and the uh, the uh, what's the hell, man? That word is slipping my mind. The um the program building that Matt Rule is trying to do as far as instilling discipline and you know the accountability amongst the players was been really missing was really missing during the uh, Scott Frost era which is I don't know how he just fell off the rails how he did but he did yeah. um their schedule ain't too crazy they um they only play Michigan they don't have to play Ohio State or Penn State. Um, they do got some. No, most of their tough games at home. They got Maryland at home. They got Iowa at home. Michigan at home. They get a dog walk that game. Um, the only tough scheduling they have is at Wisconsin. Really, uh, they at Wisconsin in, in November. End of November. Yep. Over under six and a half. 
they got to kill the non-conference to uh, get that. They got to go undefeated in the non-conference. If they lose a game either Colorado, NIU, or Louisiana Tech, I don't see them getting to that over. They could probably beat Northwestern. Like you said, Purdue is not going to be a toss-up for anybody. Iowa, they play great defense, but we got to see what Kay McNamara has left in him as a QB. Uh, he's definitely an upgrade over that dude last year. I can't even remember his name. He was just terrible. Uh, uh, Petrus, whatever the hell his name was. P.S. Spencer Petrus. Yeah, dude was, dude was horrible. But the more I look at their schedule, I wouldn't be surprised if they went over, but also wouldn't be surprised if they only won four or five games. So, well, and Jordan, I'd love to hear what you got to say too, but I just want to say one thing. The, the Scott Frost there, they couldn't win in one-score games. Yep. That was kind of the whole knack on knock on Scott Frost in Nebraska. They were for a while they were a covered machine, if you guys remember. Yep. Um, they'd be pretty heavily uh you know, the market would just give up on them and they'd be like fourteen point underdogs or something, you know, at home in a big ten game and and they lose that game by six or, or four, right? So uh I, I watched a lot of Nebraska the last couple of years because of that reason. And they just couldn't finish games. Right, yep. they whether it was Scott Frost or, or or whoever's fault it was, they just couldn't execute it in the game. So, um, you know, does another coach coming in there with Matt Rule? You know, he struggled uh, traditionally. You know, his first years at new places, but I, I think this is a team that may be a year away. Yeah, I definitely I think they're a year away, but I'm they're definitely going to be improved this year. I I have no doubt about that. Uh, Matt Rule's last two stops in college, if you don't remember, they had one win the year before he was there, and they had two wins the year before he was there. And he turned both those programs around in a single season, and Temple being one of them, which is a very tough program to turn around. You know, Matt Rule, he went out and hit the portal pretty hard. He got Jacob Hood on the offensive line from Georgia, who was a highly touted prospect coming out. He also got Ty Robinson from um, – they returned Ty Robinson. He got M.G. Sherman from Georgia, a middle linebacker. So I expect the I expect them to be better on offense and defense. And as as AK alluded to, they got talent on at the wide receiver position. I also think their running game wasn't bad last year. Grant was one of the best running backs in the Big Ten, if you don't remember. Their offensive line was super banged up last year, and it was they they were rotating guys in and out. Now they're going to have a more pass block though. They couldn't last year. They're running a whole new system this year. You know, this is going to be a run first team very heavily. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, with the option and everything. And I think that helps open things up. Um, you know, I like Jeff Sims. I think Jeff Sims is a good quarterback. I think he was given a raw deal at Georgia Tech with lack of talent, lack of everything. I mean, that was just a mess at Georgia Tech the last two years. Um, so I, I expect the Cornhuskers, Cornhuskers to go over six and a half, and I definitely think they're going to go to a bowl game this year. For sure, and I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't even be shocked if they pull an upset of either Iowa at home, Maryland at home, uh, maybe even Michigan. Who knows? No, they're not beating Michigan, <clears throat> bro. They almost beat Michigan in twenty twenty one, though. If you don't remember, they were they were leading basically uh, the whole game. It's twenty twenty three. Yeah, and they got a better coach. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> they could have. They got Bill Belichick as they coach for one year. They're not beat Michigan this year. Do you guys remember how fishy that line was in 2021 of that game that Jordan's referencing? Yeah. I think I was on Nebraska in that game, and I, I'm not looking at anything, so I'm just shooting off a of memory here. I but think I think they were like plus, 
Yeah, yeah, all right. And then, like, they led the whole game, but they didn't lose on a field goal at the end or something. I think Scott Frost goes for it on fourth to one to seal the game, and they don't get it. And then yep. Michigan kicks a field goal. Yep. Yep. It's exactly. Yep, I, I was that. I was at Circa watching that game, and it was crazy because everybody in there was on Nebraska. Yep. <clears throat> it was just just was I bad. just remember the line being so fishy. I was. I think I'm pretty sure that was the same weekend where uh, Oregon beat Ohio State at Ohio. Actually, State. I think you're right, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember that too. I think so they was... start off on the road at Minnesota, then at Colorado, then they're at home three straight weeks. Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna get to Minnesota here in a second right now. Um so we could talk about Minnesota. Minnesota Golden Gophers, their win total is at seven and a half to win the conference plus thirty four hundred. They're returning seven starters in offense, six on defense. Head coach PJ Fleck, he's back here for his seventh year. Offensive coordinator is Greg Harbaugh, no relation to Jim Harbaugh. Defensive coordinator Joe Rossi. <clears throat> what do you guys uh AK, what do you think about Minnesota? The Gophers. Well, you know, after he got banged up in 2021, he came back and had a stellar year last year. Uh, we're talking about Muhammad uh, Ibrahim. Uh, I think he's with Minnesota Vikings now. Um, he's in the so we're pl- replacing him along with three starters around the long- along the offensive line. You know, that's always a concern. But um, another good defense last year. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of opinion about Minnesota. Uh, I, I think a lot of people have them kind of power rated third or fourth in this division, and, and, I, and I think that's kind of where I have them at. <clears throat> what do you think, Groove? Um, Minnesota is going to be hard, man, because they don't play good defense. It's just I don't know what I'm going to get from that offense. That, besides Iowa, that probably was the worst offense in the Big Ten last year. I literally – I think I watched them play – I know I watched two of their games, but I know one of their games was later in the year, and it, it, I, I had to cut it off at halftime. It was some of the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and um, the, the two quarterbacks were just – is Morgan still there? No, no. Tanner Morgan's gone. It's uh, Ethan Kalakamanis. Kalakamanis. Yeah, he was quarterbacking. Did, did, did they bring in no quarterback? No, but he's still the starter. Yeah. Under, under, best bet. He was That's actually he was actually good in the in the uh, bowl game against Syracuse though. He threw for eighty yards. <laughs> he was decent though, but I, I mean that's the thing. He like, managed the game, <laughs> like bro. I'm I'm not high on Minnesota. Like I think I think Me Nebraska neither. is better than Minnesota to be honest. <clears throat> that's why like when when you're when you're talking about you know a gimme game like they start off with Nebraska first game. The only reason why they're going to be favored is because Nebraska is breaking in like new everything. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't sit no. there and play Nebraska. But, dude, you lose your best offensive lineman arguably in school history in Schmitz, right? You lose yep. two other starters on the offensive line. You got to replace them. And then you re- you lose. I mean, they just they lost Ibrahim, their leading rusher in yep. school history. Tanner Morgan, their leading passer in school history. I mean, they just lost a ton. And I just I don't know what to expect. Their defense, they bring back Kyler Baugh. He was honorable Big Ten, all, all Big Ten last year. They bring in Ryan Seelig from Western Michigan. I mean, dude, they, they transferred in like six guys from Western Michigan. Western Michigan wasn't even good last year. I just, I, I just, and they get they get Michigan and Ohio State in the crossover, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Best of luck to them. They're over under six, right? Six, seven and a half. Seven, oh, yeah, this is going under for sure because yeah. – the only thing going so, for them is PJ. Fleck. Like, 
Are we sure they're going to be Eastern Michigan? <laughs> hey, that's a good question, actually. Jordan's right, though. It's open at seven and a half. When I started doing some research on this uh, over the weekend, it was at seven. I'm actually seeing some plus money six and a half popping now, boys. So it's getting under's getting hammered here. Oh, yeah, really? Because I see why. Uh, Vegas Insider had them at six and a half or seven and a half today when I was making the. Yep. Uh, on DraftKings, you six and a half pop today, six and a half and plus one twenty. They eight point favorites against Nebraska. Damn, I think you better take Nebraska plus eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the one tough thing though, Irv, in the sense of Nebraska in, in this game is that you know it is usually teams that have new coaches and and breaking off like new teams and stuff. Usually, you're uh, they start slow. start a little slow, yeah. And and they especially on a wonky slow. Thursday night game on the road. Yep. That's the only thing that has me like, kind of hesitant to fire on on Minnesota in that spot. Not that I'm, I mean, on uh, Nebraska in that spot. Not that I'm like running to the window to take Minnesota. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the over under for that game? That should probably go under for sure. It's probably like around forty two and a half, forty forty four and a half. That's what my gut tells me. <clears throat> um, all right, let's move on to our next team. We got the Fighting Illini. The fighting Brett Belemias, Belemas, Belemas. <laughs> I, I always mess his name up. Uh, coming off a wonderful year last year, which I actually have a great stat on, which I'll get to. Um, that last year they had a phenomenal year, eight and five. Their win total this year is only six and a half to win the conference, plus ninety five hundred. They only re- they were only returned twelve starters, six on offense, six on defense. Uh, AK, what do you think about the fighting the Lion Eye? Well, you know, they lost their gunslinger, Tommy DeVito. He's actually with the New York Giants now. I, I knew he went undrafted, but I didn't know anybody picked him up before I started doing some research for the show. Probably better than um, their starting quarterback, too. <laughs> they uh, lost pretty dynamic back in Chase Brown. Um, of course, you mentioned they lost Ryan Walters, which was huge uh, as far as the defense coordinator hitting over to Purdue. Uh, Devon Witherspoon, first-round pick in the draft. Um, top five pick in the draft. Top five pick, yep. So, uh, you know – Always tough sledding when you lose, you know, your best coordinator, maybe one of the better coordinators in the conference. Um, you got a new trigger man. Uh, when I was doing this research, they hadn't even exactly actually named their starting quarterback yet. Uh, I think it's going to be I, I know the kid from Ole Miss, yeah, yeah, but they said he didn't have a good spring. So, um, anyways, it's always tough when you lose your trigger man. You're, you know, you're one of your best weapons on the offensive uh, side of the ball, and and – your defense was so good last year, but that was backed by, as Irv said, a top five pick and a, and a great coordinator. So uh, I'm not definitely only, not in a rush to go to go back Illinois right now. Not only that, they also lost three of their top four DBs. Another one, Sidney Brown, drafted by Philadelphia in the third round, um, and then they also lost uh, Jartavius Martin, drafted in the second round by your commies. That's right. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> so I mean, they lost a lot of talent to the NFL. That's that's going to be tough to replace. They do return Jerzon Jer- uh, Newton. The de- defensive end, he's going to be in the NFL next year as well. So he was first-team All-American last year. So getting him back is nice. They get Keith Randolph back. He was third-team All-Big Ten last year. Gabe uh, Jackis, he was honorable mention Big Ten last year. So they do return some talent on the defense. But, I mean, you're tight. you lost three NFL players and your defensive coordinator. That's just going to be tough sled. And we don't even know what we're getting from the quarterback position. Yeah, and they got to start off against Toledo and Kansas. Uh, Kansas, so yep, they're gonna, 
They're going to get tested right off the bat. And Penn State. Yep. <laughs> and after that, yep, they play Penn State at home in a 9 a.m. start. And yeah, FAU. It might, it, they could literally start the season 0-3. Yep. They've got to go to Kansas on the road. Yep. Yeah. Um, FAU might be a little toss-up because we all down on them. We don't know. Yep. We don't, we don't know what they're going to be. Then after that, they got to go to Purdue at home against Nebraska. Then at Maryland, home against Wisconsin, at at Minnesota, home against Iowa. Well, Indiana, at Iowa, and they end the season against Northwestern. Yeah, honestly, over under seven, six and a half. Six, six and, and a half. half. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think by October, Nebraska is probably going to be playing better ball. Yeah, I got them starting off. Probably one and five, one and six. Yeah, they could get there. The back half of their schedule isn't as bad, but yeah, yeah, dude, it's a it's tough sledding. I I yeah. I lean the under for sure. Yeah, I lean the under. Might even get, might even bet the under because after they play FAU, they on the road against Purdue, at home against Nebraska, then got to go on the road against Maryland, then play Wisconsin at home. Yeah, yeah they. They don't play top dogs, but they do play teams that I think are better than them for sure. And it's not going. They could probably beat Minnesota on the road because I'm not high on Minnesota. I'm higher on their line now because their defense is going to still be pretty good. Yep. And I think they'll still have a better offense than uh, Minnesota. But yeah, I would definitely lean the under. I don't like. They lost too much in my opinion, and uh, line is not a program that reloads. So I think this definitely gonna be a transition year for them. Yeah. Uh here's an interesting stat too that I said I was gonna throw out. The last three times that Illinois has had a winning record, they followed that up with a losing record right after the year after. In two thousand, two thousand two, and two thousand eight. Those were the old juice uh yep. remember juice. Juice Williams. So Juice they, Williams, yeah. They have not had a back to back winning seasons in a very, very long time. Who I remember when Juice Williams met Ray Miley Eagle in the Rose Bowl. That was not a pretty sight. Yep. Oh. That was his downfall after that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, this is AK, AK's best bet right here. The Iowa <laughs> the Iowa Hawkeyes, their total has been bet up to eight and a half now. I don't know if you like it at yeah. eight and a half, AK, but uh, to win the conference plus 1,200. They're returning nine starters on offense, seven on defense. Uh, you know, we've mentioned it earlier. They're getting a probably the best quarterback in program history coming in. And that, that's not saying much because Cade McNamara, McNamara is not even that great. Uh, Kirk Ferentz is the head coach here. Mr. I like the punt from the 30-yard line instead of kick a field goal. Offensive coordinator is <laughs> his son, Brian Ferentz, who runs an awful, awful offense. And then the defensive coordinator is probably one of the best in the country in Phil Parker. He's back for like the 30th year. Um, what do you guys think about the Iowa Hawkeyes? AK, we'll start with you because we, we know you, you're you high on them. Yeah, Brian, so you kind of knocked it out of the park there. They, uh, you know, they, they return a very good defense, uh, one of the best ones in the conference. Um, they struggled to, to score, but I think a lot of that was, uh, Irv talked about it earlier, Spencer Petras. He just couldn't figure it out at all. Um, they got a new trigger man, Kate McNamara. Um, Caleb Johnson's also a guy that they're going to ground and pound with him. Um, defense is going to be great, man. And, and and when you start looking at their schedule, 
we heard what happened to Hunter Deckers today at Iowa State, so that helps. Uh, if, you, if you've been following that line, that line before the news broke was like Iowa State minus one and a half, um, and that line is now like Iowa minus five and a half. So obviously, with the news, they lost their real MVP too. Iowa lost their kicker. Yeah, he'll be. We'll be. We'll move on. He was the backup kicker, actually. Um, oh, I thought he was and, the starter. Uh, no, nah, it was, he was a, second string. Yeah, Drew Stevens is the starter. Aaron Blom is the backup. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, so they do go to Penn State. You know, they got to go on the road to Penn State. They got to go on the road to Wisconsin. But they get Illinois, Rutgers, Northwestern, and Minnesota at home four straight weeks in a row uh, with the buy in there. But four straight home games that are all winnable uh, at Nebraska into the game into the season. That's always a weird game, but I, I think they can take care of business there too. They also get Purdue at home. Um, get Utah State at home. Go uh, get Western Michigan at home. So uh, this this was seven and a half, and Jordan's unfortunately ruined it already. But uh, that that is my best bet for the show, and I'll give it out again at the end of the season. I mean, end of the show. But uh, I think from the numbers I've seen, I've seen eight and even eight and a half now. Yep, it's at eight eight and a half almost everywhere now. Um, yep. yeah, I mean this is uh it's definitely going to be a better year. They do lose a lot of talent though. Let's let's keep it let's keep it real. Uh, they lost uh, Campbell, Jack Campbell, one of their best linebackers in school history. They also lose uh, Riley Moss, who was uh, Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Ten two years ago. Shout out to Riley Moss. He's running with the twos again. There's some run with the ones in Denver. Nice. A good. white cornerback. You don't see that often. <laughs> good player, good player. They also lost John Wagner and Lucas Van Ness. So, I mean, they did lose a lot of talent. But the one thing with the defense is we know Phil Parker is going to, like, they always have a good defense. Yeah, they got a future first round safety and uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But Xavier Wong- he's a dog. Wongpa, Wongpa, right? Yeah, he was a yep. freshman All American. He'd be nice. They also uh, get Jamari Jamari Harris back. He was out for the year last year. He's a really good cornerback as well. And then they return Cooper Dijon, who was a first team All Big Ten last year. Um, so yeah, I mean they return a lot on their offense. Obviously, they get Cade McNamara, definitely their best quarterback they've ever had. Now there's no excuses for Brian Ferentz. You know, if there's if this offense is not good, we know the we know what the actual reason is. And I'm not saying Pe- Petrus is is a good quarterback. He was awful, but I mean, let's be real, dude. The play calling has been dog shit. In, at yeah, Iowa play calling is terrible. <clears throat> but here's the thing: doesn't it feel like that's just a France move? Like he's been able to stay there for so long after coming off of a dog shit year, and then well, he just you know wins ten games the next year. Well, I mean, he wins eight games every year. That's why I thought the total of seven and a half was too low. Because I mean, when's the last time Iowa won under eight games? Like I can't even remember the last time they win eight right. games every year. They walk into eight games because they play good defense and they have good special teams, and they yep. punt and they punt at their thirty yard line. <laughs> Bro, they got first team All American punter, dude, Tory Taylor, yep. best punter in the league. Yeah, honestly, I only see two losses on the schedule. Um, Wisconsin could sneak up on them because you know we got they got a damn good coach, but. They might they like they like they might be like Nebraska a year away from actually really competing. No way. But no they chance. got Rutgers, Illinois, Minnesota, Minnesota, uh, Michigan State. Oh yeah, man, they got an easy schedule. Shit, they might lose one game. Honestly, no, nah, they're they're going to lose at Wisconsin, and they'll probably lose at Nebraska, and they're going to lose at Penn State. Mm. Penn State's going to be. A yeah, good I think. Team. I think seven and a half was a very key number, or even eight. Eight and a half, I don't, I'm not going to say I love it there, and, and I don't think that's playable there for the over, but 
over seven and a half where it opened where we just hammered it. Yep. A lot of us did. No, I, I agree with that. All right, let's move over to those Wisconsin Badgers. Their win total is eight and a half as well to win the conference plus 850. Um, they're returning 10 starters in offense, eight on defense. So uh, Fickle was able to keep a lot of talent on offense, including Braylon, uh, Braylon Allen, who's one of the best running backs in college football. Um, so obviously Luke Fickle's here for his first year. Offensive coordinator is Phil Longo. He comes over from North Carolina. And then the defensive coordinator is Mike Tressel. Another thing, you know, we praise Iowa finally getting a quarterback. Well, Wisconsin finally has a quarterback, too. No more Grand Mertz, dude. They're not they're not trotting Mertz out there. They got Tanner Mordecai, who's who did big things at SMU. And I like I like that addition. Yeah, I love that addition. <clears throat> AK, he what, has NFL talent for sure. Yeah, what do you what do you guys think about Wisconsin? Um, they hired a damn good coach. It all depends on how fast they can come together and string some wins together and build momentum. Honestly, we saw what USC did last year when they hired the right coach. Wisconsin might have done the same thing with hiring uh why is his damn name slip on my mind? Luke but Fickle. Luke Fickle, Luke yeah. Fickle. Damn good coach. I love his hire. Probably was the best hire of all the whole offseason. Yep. Um and they're gonna ease into things. They got Buffalo to start off. They're at Washington State, who completely just fell apart this last year. They do got a good quarterback, though, so they got to watch out for that. And then they play Georgia Southern, who likes to score a lot of points, but can't play deep. They, us three can start on their defense and make an impact. <laughs> so um, they start off 3-0, then their first test is going to be on the road at Purdue. The over-under is 8.5. It might yeah. be tough getting there because they do got to play Ohio State. But they dodge and Michigan. They dodge Michigan. Over and Penn State. Yeah, and they got to play Iowa. They could probably get there if they – just stock up. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The swing games are going to be Iowa and Ohio State. No, they get Ohio State at home. And they get Iowa at home. Yeah, and Ohio State is breaking in a new quarterback. but And Wisconsin has one of the best home field advantages, too. Yeah. Here's my question, though, guys. When you think of Wisconsin offensively, what do you think of them as? Three yards in the cloud of dust. It's 100% right, man. And so Luke Fickle, they're going to bring this, you know, we're going to try to throw it all over the yard, you know, score 50 points a game, which Tanner Mordecai does fit that system and has played in that system his whole college career. But, man, when you change philosophy that much, man, I I feel like there's a learning curve, right, at least in the first year, in the first few games. So um, I'm very curious to see Wisconsin as a, you know, Air raid, pass, attack, offense. Well, my counter and, to uh, that, though, AK, is that. The counter to that, though, Phil Longo, has, he's, he runs a lot of counter and he runs a lot of. And they, uh, they also he also transferred a lot of guys on offense from Cincy with him. Yeah, so it's a I, lot of familiarity yeah. there. I think they're still going to lean on the run game. They're definitely going to take more shots downfield because they added a bunch of talent and yep. they kept the players that they did have last year. Honestly, Picking them to win the Big Ten West is won't be is not a bad bet if you really think about it. I mean, there, I don't know if there's that much value because <clears throat> it's really yeah, it's just, not. There's really it's really just Wisconsin and Iowa. I think those are the only yeah. two teams that have a chance of winning. I I mean I I love what Luke Fickle's doing, and I'm, I'm with Irv. Like you know, it's very similar to what USC did and Lincoln Riley. Like Lincoln Riley went into USC, he had a bunch of talent. And they hit the ground running. I think the same thing is going to happen with Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is actually going to surprise a lot of teams. I wouldn't even be shocked. 
and this might be a crazy hot take, I would not be shocked if they go into the Big Ten Championship and win the Big Ten Championship. It would not shock me. Because Luke Fickle comes into this conference, and he is the best head coach in this conference. Period. Period. And I am very confident in saying that. What he did yeah. at Cincinnati, and now he has the resources. He has better resources at Wisconsin. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that because I damn sure think he had better coached than uh, Mister right. Day at Ohio State. He's just a benefactor, Urban Meyer, if you really ask me. Yep. And we know Jim Harbaugh can win games, but he can't win the big one. And Luke Fickle took Cincinnati to the playoffs and hung with Alabama for four quarters. Yep. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Three, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I they return a ton of talent, and then not only that, they went and added a ton of talent. They also signed a bunch of five stars, which they normally don't get. They normally don't land. They added, look out for that future because that quarterback they signed, the one they got, I don't know if they flipped him from Oklahoma or he Braden Lark from Oklahoma, huh? Braden Lark. No, that's another. I think there's another guy. I can't think of his name. Miles but, Burkett. Uh, let me look at Those it. are the only three quarterbacks I have on the roster. You got Mordecai, Braden Locke, and Miles Burkett. Nick or, Evers. Oh, Nick Evers. Yeah, yeah, they do have Nick Evers. He's definitely the future of that program. <clears throat> I think that could be the downfall is if Mordecai gets hurt, they only have, they have three freshmen behind him. <laughs> yeah, Mordecai definitely got to stay healthy. If he gets hurt, that could put a, a train wreck in their season. And also, I would not mind taking a long shot on Braylon Allen to win Heisman. He has that potential. Dude rushed for damn near 2,000 yards as a freshman, so. As a 17-year-old freshman. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, dude's nice. Yeah, he's he's nice. But I'm I'm high on Wisconsin. I know, I know I'm probably higher on Wisconsin than most normal people, but, you know, I'm a big believer in Luke Fickle, man. I am. And I, I think they're going to be good this year, and I think they're going to be good going forward. Except, you know, if Ohio State does fire Jason Day, I definitely think Luke Fickle is the next head coach of Ohio State. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to our next team. We got the Indiana Hoosiers head coach Tim Allen from Home Improvement. Mm. Not Tom Allen. Uh, offensive coordinator Walt Bell, defensive coordinator Adam Henry. Their win total is three and a half to win the conference plus 5,000. If Northwestern didn't exist, I would say this is the worst team in the conference. Yep. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's not too much to talk about. They might win two games. They might win three. I definitely don't see them going over. Because are they a better program than Rutgers right now? No. Are they a better program than Illinois? No. And they play Akron and India. Is that Indiana State? Yeah, Indiana State. Yeah, in their non-conference, they might win those games. But other than that, they're not beating Louisville. Yeah, they, I can see them winning two games, maybe, and then just go 0-0, uh, whatever, in the Big 12. I mean, Big 10. Hey, I wonder what that spread's going to be against Akron. I was going to say, like, that, because I know you're high on Akron. Like, if Akron wins that game, then, like, they're going to go over. If Indiana wins that game, like, their total could go over. Like, that, I think that game is, yep. like, the, the yeah. rest on the, the totals of both those teams. <laughs> because Indiana State's an FCS school, so they, they should beat Indiana State. Like that should the line be versus Ohio State, I'm surprised, is only 27 and a half. And then they get Michigan State at home, too, and that's a winnable game as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 potentially three games there. Maybe they beat Rutgers at home. I don't know. Yeah, Michigan State is in shambles. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan State, man. Mel Tucker. We're going to get there soon. Uh... Talking <laughs> I know he, got, he, he signed that extension when he did. Yep. 
Uh, but they only returned three starters on defense. Just I, I, I just don't. You know, maybe Tom Allen shocks the world like he did before, but I, I just don't see it. Yeah, they're one of those teams since they're not going to be a real be a, a recruiting actually a factor in recruiting. They're going to be one of those teams that's going to live in the portal and they're going to feast on lower level talent like Group of Five, yep. even D two. Maybe they can find a diamond in the rough at a D three school. They're going to hit that go that road JUCO route and try to build some type of contender or winning. But they got a yeah, they got a long road. Agreed. Agreed with that. Um, all right, let's move over to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, the fighting Greg Shiano's uh head coach, <laughs> Greg Shiano, offensive coordinator Kirk, I can't even pronounce his last name, Chiroka, defensive coordinator Joe Harazmiak. Their win total is also three and a half. Um to win the conference plus twenty thousand. They're returning six starters on offense, eight on defense. My biggest issue with Rutgers is that they returned the same two quarterbacks from last year, two quarterbacks that could not move the ball if their life depended on it, which I think is a uh, is a concern. However, they made a move that I absolutely love, and that was signing Pat Flaherty, the offensive line coach, formerly of the New York Giants, who I think can do wonders uh, to help benefit that team. Because if you if you remember last year, like they couldn't keep a quarterback upright. Like they were on their back before the, before like the balls even snapped. <laughs> so, so that's gonna be huge. And they they actually got talent at the wideout, dude. Like they got they got they got some good talent. They just need someone to get the ball to them. And at the running back position, they got three a three headed monster that can run the ball pretty tough. Uh, definitely a chance to improve on defense with the return of seven starters, but. Um, it's definitely a wait and purchase for me on this, man. They managed just over 17 points a game last year. So getting their coordinator uh, back, you know, should be a, a step forward, if you will. But it's a wait and see approach for me here. It's funny, AK, because uh, last year when we did the Big Ten and like all of college football, one of my favorite bets was Rutgers over three and a half. And remember, they started three and oh, and it took till like the last week for them to get the fourth win, dude. <laughs> It hit, but it hit, barely hit. Um, the, the good thing is, yeah, and it shouldn't have been a sweat, dude. They start three and zero. You're like, oh, this is we're, we're cashing this by October, dude. No, that was not the case. Uh, it was not very fun, but they do return a lot of talent on defense, and they actually have one of the better defenses in the conference. And they did last year too. It's just they couldn't generate anything on offense, and that was the problem with this team. So if they can get anything from the quarterback position, and there's a lot of talk that, that Gavin Wimsat has looked good in the spring, and hopefully that translates into the season. Um, but if it doesn't, it, it could be another long year for, for Greg Schiano. Kind of all agree with the Rutgers. Yep. All right. Let's move over to our next team, which I think is going to be a dog shit team. That's the Michigan State Spartans head coach Mel Tucker. Uh, win totals at five and a half to win the conference plus fifteen thousand. They're returning six starters on offense, seven on defense. What do you guys think about Michigan State? Um, they lost too much. I know they're gonna try to be as competitive as they can on defense, but I don't see this offense being good at all. They lost their starting quarterback. They lost their best offensive weapon, their best player on offense, and Keon Coleman. He hit the portal and transferred to. Uh, Mel Tucker prides himself on the defensive side of the ball, so I think that side of the ball might be all right. 
but it won't be able to keep them engaged with this offense because we have no idea what we're going to get and what this offense is going to look like. And honestly, it wasn't even that great last year. So losing your two best players on offense is not going to do them any favors. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they go under. Starting off, they got two Michigan. Only win I really see that they could really have their first six games because Rutgers is not going to be a walk in the park. They might, they should be Richmond, but other than that, they could start one and six, one and seven. Yeah, you're talking about a team that uh, defensively allowed 31 points last year. Almost did last in rush defense, too. People are just running over top of them. Um, man, I'm not in a rush to back Michigan State at all. I, hopefully they won't be fighting in, you know, the tunnels this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is, yeah, that was great. This is uh, – I don't I don't see very good things for this team, man, to be honest. Uh, I, I think if Michigan State could go back, they probably wouldn't have given Mel Tucker that, that extension. Um, this is just not a good team, man. And I, I honestly lean the under, and I'm with you, Irv. Like, they could easily lose at Central Michigan. They could lose, they're definitely going to lose to Washington. They could lose to Maryland. They're definitely going to lose at Iowa. At Rutgers is not a walk in the park. Then they get Michigan. And they do play Michigan. Miami FC. It's just, uh, yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't see six wins at all. <clears throat> so I, I definitely like the under five and a half here. I'm not going to lie. Anything else before we move on, Michigan State? Yeah, I think they're in shambles like Earth said, man. I'm not going to back them at all. AK's locked on that Diamondbacks game, I could tell. Yeah, I am. <laughs> back blow so, it here. Bases, snakes. bases on, loaded, man. no outs. And oh, get a double. Man. They just hit a double? Bases clearing double? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, guys on second and third. Oh, no. Just uh, Diamondbacks, man, they, they started off so hot and they're just faded down the stretch here a little bit. They have. Yeah, regression, like a ton of bricks. All right, let's talk about these Maryland Terrapins. Uh, head coach Mike Loxley, who's one of my favorite head coaches in college football. Offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis, defensive coordinator Brian Williams. Their win total seven and a half to win the conference plus 10,000. Uh, they're only returning 11 starters, five on offense, six on defense, but they do get little Tua back, um, who was a big all Big Ten last year, second team. What's your guys' thoughts on on Maryland? Is this the year they finally the beat a top 25 team? He got offered $2 million to leave Maryland, so that lets you know. This team is really out of and his talent. Um, win total is eight or 7.5? The win total is seven and a half. <clears throat> um, to get to that seven and a half, they got to beat one of the big three, which is Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan. They should be able to beat the rest of. They should be able to Towson, Charlotte, UVA, Michigan State, Indiana. That's one, two, three. That's five wins. They should beat Illinois, Northwestern. That's seven. They're at Nebraska, at Rutgers. Um, they probably split those. But, yeah, if they could beat one of the big three, I definitely see them going over, honestly. And they should have yeah, been Michigan last year for sure. So. Yep. They got to continue to improve on uh, the defensive side of the ball, but they got plenty of si- plenty of options at uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Man, they got uh, a couple of good receivers. 
they can figure out the offensive line, man, only bringing one one guy back there, they can figure that out and keep him upright. That uh, a team might put up put up some points this year again. Yeah, they only return one offensive and lineman. But they... I'm pushing uh, Jared Verse to be one of the first players taken on the defensive side of the ball next year. Yep, and they also name uh, Snack Williams uh, something. Who? Robinson. I can't remember his first name. He go by a nickname now. It's... For for what? What position does he play? Um, he's a edge guy, outside linebacker. Oh, um, Dominion Robinson, but his his uh his he go by a nickname. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, guys. They open with Towson, Charlotte, Virginia, and Michigan State, Indiana. They could easily start off five and zero. Yeah, they could. And then you're then you only need three more wins out of uh, you know Ohio State, Illinois, Northwestern. That should be, Northwestern should be another win. Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan, Rutgers. I mean, the the only thing that's the downside to their schedule is they got to face Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Yep, and they, they get Penn State and Michigan at home. And if you remember, they played Michigan really tough last year. They should have won the game. Should have won the game. Had the game wrapped up. Michigan came back on them there at the end. And if you recall, the opening play, the fucking dude on the kickoff return fucking fumbles the ball, and Michigan gets at the one-yard line, dude, so they started yep. going. Wait, my bad. The dude that they had, he transferred to Penn State. Yeah. They did lose some guys – but they also transferred in a lot of guys like Quashon Fuller from Florida State, Jordan Phillips from Tennessee. They got a lot of transfers. And the same thing on the offensive line. Like, they did lose guys on the offensive line, but they transferred in a lot of guys that have starting experience. The only problem is they they transferred in a lot of guys with starting experience at FCS. So they're going to have to break yeah, those Scott guys. Scott Robinson is the guy they lost to Penn State. It feels like they have a couple games to figure it out, though, you know. You start off with Towson at home, Charlotte at home, and UVA at home, man. I mean, you should be able to work the kinks out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely lean the over for Maryland uh, without a doubt. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, last year I, I said they were going to be bull eligible. I said last year they were going to finally beat a top 10 team they all, or a top 25 team. They almost did with Michigan. But Mike Loxley, that's his – he just got to get over that hump, dude. He's got the same problem as James Franklin, dude. Neither of those guys can beat top teams. They just got to figure it out. Ooh, gunned him down at home. That's good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's good. All right, let's move over to the Penn State Nittany Lions, the fighting James Franklins, the guy that I'm so fucking happy USC did not hire. Oh, man, that would have been terrible if they hired him. I would have been so mad. <laughs> um, their win totals at nine and a half. This is like the media darling team this year. This is like everyone's darling to uh, be the dark horse to make the college football playoff. You know, all of a sudden, everyone thinks James Franklin is going to be able to beat a good team. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, their win total is nine and a half to win the conference plus 550. They are returning eight on offense, eight on defense. They do lose their starting quarterback in Sean Clifford, who is uh, one of their best quarterbacks in program history statistically. What do you guys think about Penn State here? I think uh, I think there's a lot of optimism, man. You know, they've got uh, some good offensive linemen. They've got a dynamic backfield. Um, as you said, they got a maybe a question mark at Sean Clifford, but uh, the new guy I can't remember his last name. Is it Alar? Is that yeah, how you say it? Alar. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. 
Yep, there's a lot of hype around him, but like Jordan said, there's some, you know, they're definitely the, the, the trendy pick, if you will. They, I know people are betting them everywhere they can. So um, they got some question marks at receiver. Kent State, you guys remember that we talked about them in our MAC preview. Dante Steffes yeah. probably going to f- try to fill that void at uh, wide receiver one. But um, Anthony Poindexter, former Wahoo, um, you know, he's got the defense uh, coordinated position all to himself now. He shared it for a couple of years. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Manny Diaz too, right? Is yeah, there Manny, Manny Diaz is a defensive coordinator with Anthony Poindexter as an associate head coach? Um, so my point of that whole thing is, is the defense should be good again. They lost Joey uh, Joey Porter Jr. Of course, who's uh been fighting it up with uh what's facing camp. But um, uh, I'm excited for Penn State, man. But it's definitely a wait and see approach for me, and I'm not in a rush to back him in nine and a half wins it over. Yeah, I agree with that. I think nine and a half is too far because, like I said, dude, they can't beat a top 25 team. And they're going to have to go. They have to go to Michigan. They also get Ohio State at home. They get Iowa at home, which is beneficial. But, you know, if they drop two of those games, getting the nine and a half wins is going to be tough. You know what I mean? So it's just like I, I just I can't get there on the on the total. And, like, you know, Drew Aller should be good, but, like, we don't know. You know, like. It's not like he's like this highly touted quarterback. I mean, he does have a lot of talent around him. Uh, I think he was a five star, but yeah, I don't. I'm not confident. I got a it's a way to see approach with him. He has the talent, but they have question marks on the outside. So we got to see what they can do. Well, I do like that they went and got Dante Cephas from uh, Kent State. That was a good pickup. Yeah, that was that was a great pickup. Um, and then they do have probably the best offensive line in the Big Ten, which is. Surprising saying that when you have uh, Michigan there, but Olu Fashanu is probably going to be the first offensive lineman taken in the NFL draft next year. And it's he could have gotten drafted this year, but he decided to come back to school for some reason. So that is the beneficial part. But I do think that they, uh, you know, it's just it's the same thing with Texas, dude. Like we know Texas is going to lose a couple of games they shouldn't. I just have the same yeah. feeling with James Franklin every year, dude. So I just I can't do it. I can't get there. All right, now we're getting to the big boys. The big, big boys. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Win total 10.5. Favored in every single game except for one. That is at Michigan. Returning seven starters on offense, (laughs) seven on defense. New quarterback, Kyle McCord. Highly touted prospect. Again, Travion Henderson's back. Marvin Harrison Jr. is back. Mecca Ogbuka, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. back. What do you guys think about Ohio State? They did lose a lot of offensive linemen to the NFL, too. But guess what? You know, They just reload with other five stars. <laughs> that's all I was getting ready to say. They just, you know, it's just one of those teams that just always feels like they're there, right? Yep. You know, we can just always depend on them to be there. Uh, whether they lose guys, whether they gain guys, it just feels like they always figure out a way to uh, to figure it out through the transfer portal. And, um, you know, I, I'm really diving into their schedule right now. It's Notre Dame. They go to Notre Dame. They come back and, and play at home against Maryland. Go at Purdue. Come back home against Penn State. So Penn State being the last game out of those four. And then they go – to Wisconsin. That's an awful spot for Ohio State at Wisconsin, by the way. And, Jordan, I know you're high on Wisconsin. Um, finish yeah. up with Michigan, man. You know, I, 
I could see this team winning team winning ten games, man. I could see them falling short of the ten and a half. I really could. Yep, hundred percent agree. I I actually like the under. I might I might actually get to the window with it because at Notre Dame's a tough game. Like they got to go to Notre Dame. They almost lost that game last year at home to Notre yep. Dame, and Notre Dame's team is probably better this year than last year, arguably. Um. I know they it have won't be better on defense, about but they State. should definitely be better on offense for sure. Yeah. But Ohio State's always going to get your A game, right? Yep. Teams yeah. are always going to try to play up against them. Um, it's their Super Bowl every time, you know, every Saturday or, or whenever they play. Um, and I just think that stretch of first they got to play at home against Western Kentucky. All right, but then you go at Notre Dame, at home in Maryland, at Purdue back home with Penn State, and then you go to Wisconsin. That Wisconsin game is a terrible spot for them coming off of that five-game stretch. Yep, I agree. And the, and like I said, Wisconsin's a very tough place to play. And you know Luke Fickle, former Buckeye, you know he's going to want to win that game. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to want – that's yep. a game he's probably circled already talking about it. Um, I mean, obviously, Ohio State is talent, dude. Like, it doesn't even matter what they lose. They return JT to a Malua who is going to be in the NFL next year. Michael Hall. JT is JT. Whatever. Sorry, JT. (laughs) Sorry, JT. Jack Sawyer's back. Tommy Eichenberg's back. I mean, they they return a ton of talent, dude. They return a ton ton of talent. So they should. And they just got the uh, Northwestern's best linebacker. Is he eligible to play though? Yeah, he's immediately eligible. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be good, but I don't know. I, I definitely think they're going to lose two two games. They're definitely going to lose yeah, at I Michigan. Agree. I'll see them beating Yeah, because breaking in that new quarterback, we don't know what we're going to get from either Brown or Kyle McCord, which I'm pretty sure neither all three of us are not really high on either one. Yeah. So we got to see what we're going to get out of those two. Um going to be interesting. They got the offense. We got to see if Ryan Day really is a QB. Is he a QB whisper or he's just a product of having five-star five star after five-star talent at QB. That's right. And at offensive this line. Year, and at wide receiver. So this year we're going to see what he's made of as far as a coach and developing talent behind NFL draft picks. at First round NFL draft pick, top 10 picks at the QB position. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's move over to the Michigan Wolverines. Their win total is also at ten and a half. Um, they got to go to Penn State. They get Ohio State at home. Um, they play a cupcake non-conference schedule like they do every year. What do you guys think about Mich- Michigan? Oh, their win total, I by the way, ten and a half to win the conference plus one eighty. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're I think. There's a reason why, you know, they're odds on favorite with Ohio State be to win the Big Ten uh, this year. Very few holes on defense. Uh, Will Johnson's probably one of the best corners in, in in the Big Ten, and they're going to have another great offensive line. And Blake Core, man, I, I know there's uh, Donovan Edwards there too, but if you remember in that uh, Maryland game that we're talking about, he kind of bought him back. Oh, yeah. He, he kind of like puts the game on his shoulders yards. if you guys remember that. Yep, Maryland just could not stop him. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, hey, J.J. McCarthy, you know, he's going to turn the ball over once in a while, but, you know, he's going to make plays too. So I, I'm a 
pretty big believer in Michigan. I could easily see it being Michigan and Iowa in the Big 12 championship game. Yep. And, uh, well, no, it can't be Michigan and Iowa. Or, I'm sorry, you're right, Michigan and Iowa. It's probably going to be Michigan and Wisconsin, though. <laughs> uh, now, nah, Michigan, I mean, they're they're kind of in the same boat as Ohio State, too. Like, they lost some talent on defense, but, it, like, they just reload. They reload with other five stars, dude. So, it's like, you know, it's and just. The big thing with them, they're bringing back their QBs. So, you got to love that. That gives them, honestly, the end for Ohio State. I agree. Because we've seen what they did with Ohio State last year with all that talent. They just killed them in the trenches. Yep. And as long as Michigan has that offensive line coach and John Harbaugh, they're going to be stout on that offensive line. Yep. They just had to add weapons, and that's what they did around McCarthy. So the sky's the limit for this team, honestly. 100% agree. Uh, this I, I feel like this is the year where, like, Jim's got to get a college football playoff win. You know, he's got the, he got the monkey it off his like back it. of getting there. Now he has to get that monkey off his back of winning a game. He can't. He can't go lose to TCU, you know. Especially the way they did. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty rough. But now this is a good team. I, I definitely think they're the best team in this conference. Ten and a half wins is a lot, though, because you're basically they got to run the table, you know. And you can honestly yeah. probably get better odds for them to go undefeated. So I mean, if you if you think they're going to go over ten and a half wins, just bet them to go undefeated. It's probably the best bet because you could probably get it like plus five fifty at DraftKings. I, I think DraftKings is like. The only place that actually um, has that market. Logan Webb officially has the most innings pitched in MLB. Yeah, he's a horse, mm. man. He's an absolute horse, dude. He's a horse. He is. He just finds a way to do it. Diamondback's got to scratch across a run here, AK. Yep. Big time. They got to figure it out. Yeah, this Diamondbacks team, man, you would feel like there's some positive regression after the bad July they had last year, but I mean last month, but they're still trying to figure it out here. Agreed. All right, it's that time. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets for this for the Big Ten. What do you guys like? I'm from the game from the breakdown we talked about. I got two. Uh, honestly, I like Michigan to. Uh, Basically, bet them like Jordan said. Betting them to go over, you might as well bet them to go undefeated. I like their over. I think they beat Ohio State again. Honestly, too big of a question mark at the QB position. It's the most important position in college football, outside of the trenches. Um, and I got uh, uh, Michigan State going under. I like it. Yeah, Jordan, my best bet for the show: Iowa over seven and a half wins. I don't hate it at eight either, um, but I would say wait at eight and a half. So my best bet for the show, Iowa over seven and a half wins. All right. My best bet, I'm going to go under seven and a half Minnesota. I just don't think mm-hmm. that team's going to be as good. I like uh, I like Wisconsin too. I, I lean the over eight and a half. I just think it's like, I think it's pretty spot on there, just like Iowa's is now. So We'll go under seven and a half Minnesota. And I haven't got to the window on it yet. I'll let y'all know, but that is my best bet for this show. Let's go. All right, boys. Big tens in the books. Next week, we got the uh, Pac-12. Maybe the last year of the Pac-12. Looking forward to that. 
Everybody make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube at or youtube.com slash at taproom sports podcast. Go to twitch.tv slash taproom sports. Follow us on the X at AK Sports90 at Jordan Rules TSP at Swerving Irving TSP at Taproom underscore sports. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to talk some Major League Baseball uh, for the Saturday slate. Looking forward to that. Um, so with that, got nothing left to, left to do this week. Anything you guys want to say before we get out of here? Uh, NFL officially starts tomorrow. Hall of Fame game. Oh, yeah. AK's got a bet on that game. You want to give it out, AK, or not? Nah, I'll keep that one to myself for the show. All right. All right. There we go. All right, y'all. Uh, thank I am, you, hey, uh, I am I am very much looking forward to football season, boys. Yes. Baseball's been a grind this year. It has, man. I'm ready for football. Well, we appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. For AK, for Swerving Irving, I'm Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. We will catch y'all later. Have a beautiful Thursday. Peace.